Star Wars sessions. Probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. The Star Wars sessions podcast. Part that he loves a good Star Wars session. Absolute legends of Star Wars sessions. This is the way. This is the way. Please welcome your hosts, Matt Hudson and Luke Bly. This is when fun begins. Good morning, afternoon, or evening, wherever you are in the galaxy, and welcome to Star Wars Sessions. Come for the Star Wars, stay for the sessions. My name is Matt Hudson, aka Jabba the Hud, and joining me here, as ever, in the cockpit of the Essex Falcon, he's the greatest Star Wars man, fan, and buddy out there. He's a big old beefy boy who loves chicken. It's Luke Bly, how are you, mate? I do love chicken. Chicken and rice, mate. Chicken and got rice. Got in your teeth there. And gravy, yeah. I, I just had some chicken in my, in my mouth, and Matty Boy was like, uh, hey, uh, "Good morning, good afternoon." And I like freaked out because I want we recording now because I know live re- on vid. <laughs> we record this stuff on video mm. too, just just for the socials. But listen, that's neither here nor there. Oi, oi, Savaloy, and uh, yeah, you're right, Matt. You good, mate? <laughs> Yeah, I'm not bad. You know what, mate? It's been nearly four weeks. It's been nearly a month since we put out a main show, an actual main show. So I'm actually pretty buzzing to be back in the saddle tonight to get back into what makes the sessions great, which is the main show. It is the lifeblood of the show. I've missed doing it. Um, I'd love to say I've missed Luke Bly, but I've seen so much of him over the last month that it's been impossible to miss him ever again. But that's never a bad thing, mate. No, I'm good, my friend. I've turned a, a year older, a year wiser, a year wider. Had a lovely weekend. This week, uh, not enjoying the weather all that much, but uh, yeah, good time with family, good time with friends, and uh, yeah, what a way to cap it off by talking to Luke Bly about Star Wars. So, uh, I say, what about yourself, though, mate? Well, um, not not much, mate. You know, Comic Con <laughs> and flying to Scotland last minute, or well, of apparently it's been, it's been planned. So yeah, I went to uh, I went to Aldani, Matty boy. For That's those great. who didn't see on socials, I went to Aldani. I went to um, the high, the Scottish Highlands, and I went to the Dam. I think it's pronounced Crookan Crookan Dam. That sounds I, right. Yeah, uh, but I keep getting it wrong anyway. So you know, take that with a grain of salt. But I went to the dam in Andor. It was special. It was magical. But you know what? Like you said, I've uh, MCM was fantastic. It oh, was mate. really, really good. Um, we've done a lot of cool Star Warsy things lately. But just being able to sit down, you know, with your buds and chat Star Wars on this main show, Star Wars Sessions main show. That's what it's all about. We got a great guest this week. Um, and I can't, I can't wait to dive into some tales of the Jedi, mate, boy. You know, it's it's going to be pretty pretty filth, pretty filth. It's going to be dirty, mate. It's going to be a dirty one. It's been a dirty month, like we mentioned. MCM Comic Con has been and passed. Now um, we had a fabulous time there for the whole three days. We had some great memories. We had some great times. We met some great new people from that from second one of being there to the very last moment we met some wonderful new people some you may even hear on this show this evening but um what an absolute vibe mcm comic con was for me one of the main achievements was having a microphone chucked in my face getting to look anthony daniels square into his soul and say hello tony mate and i thought that was it you know he looked at me slightly bewildered but i thought we're not going to beat that sessions have arrived what happened after that mate 
Well, I went up, went up on stage, didn't I? Went up on stage <laughs> with Anthony Daniels. Yeah, yeah. And I don't care what you said. He didn't invite that kid next to us <laughs> to go up on that. He did not. He he was like the kid. I don't even think he saw the kid's hand. Yeah, and I went. <laughs> he was only little. I went. I, went I pointed at me. He went. Yeah, yeah. So look, come on. It was me. Oh, that was magical, though, mate. I hugged C three PO. It was I hugged, wonderful. I hugged C three PO. That panel. That panel was very good. It was. I'll be honest. It was, was really good. To, I was looking forward to it anyway, but it was better than what I thought it was. It was going to be. It really, really did. Um, yeah, blow blow me away a little bit. He he he's a little showman. I want any Daniels, isn't he? He can. Uh, we knew we really could hold talk, a room. And mm. I was kind of worried about what the vibe would be um, with Tony Daniels uh, leading the way, you know, kind of holding the audience. But I was, you know, very surprised at how he, you know, he was he was obviously bigging up himself as he does. But there was also a, an earnestness to what he was saying as well. And it's a really interesting um, panel, and I really, really enjoyed it. And that was the first thing we did, pretty much, other than have a uh, quick coffee was run straight to the Tony Daniels panel, um, yeah. called him mate, Tony. got up on stage and introduced <laughs> ourselves to the masses. And then you got a free book. Yeah, he gave me a copy of his book. Once signed, but, you know, I'll, I'll, have, a, I'll have a copy of his book. Send it back. <laughs> I, need a, I say back. not signed because that, I say not signed. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not ungrateful, but everyone keeps asking me, oh, is it signed? I'm like, no, nah, not signed. Uh, yeah, come on, he's not going to give away that signature like that. Come on, he's a businessman. He's a smart guy. Exactly, mate. He can translate how many languages? Come on. Um, what I really did realize was how synonymous uh, Anthony Daniels is with, c3po you know the way he could just bust out that yeah. c3po impression when everyone and it was sick it was sick um and obviously we had our panel um audio oh. for that is coming out soon that was on the sunday we're, we're, we're kind of just trying to get pan- the audio from that from the organizers of the event so yeah yep. uh, be patient for that but we'll we'll release that in the uh hopeful near future uh matty boy you did something pretty cool didn't you mate uh was that lo- yeah last week Last week, right in uh, central London. In central London, uh, just off of Regent Street, Carnaby Street. Uh, big thanks to Lucasfilm and Disney for inviting me to their holiday market. It's their uh, showcase of all the upcoming Disney products, Star Wars, Marvel, kind of homeware stuff, hanging out of um, Donald, Daisy, Minnie and Mickey and those uh, man them. And it was actually, it was a really, really well put on event. The event was great. It was great to schmooze with some new people to talk some Lego Star Wars Skywalker Saga, the new Galactic Edition. There's a new update and bundles out for that, so check that out. Um, peep the socials for more on that soon as well. But it's a really, really cool event kind of to kickstart the end of the year now. It's been, uh, contrary to other years, this has been a really good year for us, for here at Sessions HQ, and this was a nice way to kind of, after MCM, keep that good vibes going. So thank you so much to Lucasfilm and Disney for the invite there and in, t- in terms of the good times mate we've still got a few more weeks of good times to go though others may say slightly more mature times and or recap episode 10 has been released mm. we are nearing the end of the season now mate feels odd to say that because usually it's all done and dusted by now isn't it yeah that's true it's true a uh, week in week out and or slaps me in the face with its amazingness so uh yeah let's see let's see where this goes but i'll be honest as per usual, that's why I like the old main show, because 
I'm 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 looking forward to talking something that that isn't Andor as much. I adore talking Andor mm-hmm. every week. Um, it's it's easy for other things to get overshadowed, and uh, yeah, I'll revisit that thought in a wee bit as we dig deeper into tales of the Jedi. I hear that, mate, and uh, let's talk about something else. Let's talk about what that noise is in the background. It sounds like the chimes of Big Ben Kenobi, and for the first time in a long time, my friend. What does that mean? It's Galactic News Round. Lucasfilm have officially announced a production on The Acolyte has begun with Daphne Keane, Dean Charles Chapman, Charlie Barnett, Rebecca Henderson and Carrie Ann Moss joining the cast. Hayden Christensen won for Best Guest Starring Performance for his role in Obi-Wan Kenobi at the recent Saturn Awards. There were also acting wins for Ming-Na Wen and Moses Ingram and series wins for The Bad Batch and Obi-Wan Kenobi. Andor Season 2 will begin shooting on 21st of November 2022 with Tony Gilroy confirming the presence of Yavin 4 in the final season. In an interview with Jake's Takes, Andy Serkis has firmly denied that Kino Loy, his character in Andor, has any connection at all to Supreme Leader Snoke. And an original Palatoy Yak face figure that originally retailed for £1.59 has sold at auction in the UK for £1,900. Hi, this is Mike Quinn. I played Nine Num in the Star Wars movies, and you're listening to Star Wars Sessions. Probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. Oh, like Lukey Boy said, Tales of the Jedi is our conversation piece for this week. And thanks to Disney, we were able to watch Tales of the Jedi a week early. So we just wanted to uh, get our thanks off of our chests straight away for that. We are very uh, privileged and very blessed to have been able to watch it early. And it gave us a bit of time to get our thoughts together. Um, now that the dust has settled, we're going to be reviewing the show tonight. You know, the arcs, the characters, what came from it, our thoughts, all that good stuff. And we're joined by somebody who loves a bit of Star Wars animation. Doesn't like it. He loves it. Uh, in fact, he loves the Clone Wars an awful lot. So his perspective here is going to be very, very helpful for a couple of old timers like Luke and myself. We are rejoined tonight by Leo Brito for tonight's show. How are you doing, mate? Hi, guys. Thanks for having me back. It's nice to see you. <laughs> yeah, it's nice to see you too, man. It's nice to see you too. We were literally, I, I, I had to tell you to stop saying something a minute <laughs> ago, did. just before got- we started recording, because I was like, hang on, save it for the show. No, but I Le- got so excited. <laughs> Le- Le- Leo was like, yeah, um, I don't just like anime. I love Star Wars love, animation. Love the animation. It's so yeah. good. And it's important for Star Wars and a galaxy far, far away, I think. And it's maybe become more important over time. I don't know. I I think you're so right. I think, uh, because I know a lot of people hate on the pre- I think I've probably said this before, but I know a lot of people hate on the prequels, like just the movies. But I feel Mm -hmm. like having the animation really expanded it so much more. And I think it's just really like tied in the story really nicely. 
It really tied it, up a lot of plot holes, is what it did. Mm, <laughs> it did that it, for sure. <laughs> it, it did that brilliantly. It did that brilliantly. And obviously, we've got a new series here, Tales of the Jedi. This is uh, another Dave Filoni sort of uh, passion project, I'd maybe describe it as. Mm. Um, and I, th- oh, I, I feel like... Uh, when when did we first hear about this? I'm pretty sure it was leaked, wasn't it? That, like stuff about this um, more than a year ago. Yeah, and then we and then we saw we or we saw the um, logo on the side of the record box. Do you remember? There was a record box given That's out right. to a lot of the star, uh, Lucasfilm employees, and it had like a list of Lucasfilm projects. And I think on one side it said Bad Batch, followed by Tales of the Jedi, and then I think Willow maybe, and. Oh. Towers of the Jedi, I think just from the logo, it looked to me like a live action thing. Like the logo looked a bit more, bit too mature to go with like an animation project. But I was wrong and I'm happily wrong. As per usual, like I was with Andor, I'm happily wrong. Oh, yes. And I don't know, man, like this, this show, top level thoughts, this show feels still rooted in clone wars still rooted in that felony style of storytelling with the arcs ahsoka the you know the fall of dooku but it almost feels like a more mature clone wars a dark grown-up clone wars which i think is a good thing and maybe even in some places I don't know, maybe a bad thing. I don't know. We'll, we'll unravel that. We will unravel that. We'll talk about that. I'm sure we'll debate that. Top level thoughts. Uh, should we throw it over to Matty Boy? Matty Boy, what, what are you thinking of Tales of the Jedi, mate? Uh, top level, I thought Tales of the Jedi was, was good. I thought some parts were better than others. I thought, controversially, maybe some parts were more necessary than others. I did kind of, there was... Uh, as we'll get into, and any, anyone who saw our non-spoiler reviews on socials probably know whose was who by the wording of it. But for me, it kind of it started off fine and it got better and better. But mm. it, mm-hmm. I was hoping Tales of the Jedi was going to be something else when it was announced. And I've mentioned that ad nauseum. I was hoping it would be short stories about other prequel Jedi that we don't really hear about. Kit Fisto, Plo Koon, Key Addy Mundy, those geezers, uh, Ayla Secura, everyone, you know, give us a bit more about them so when Order 66 hits, we can cry a little bit more. We didn't get that. Instead, uh, what we got was obviously Ahsoka and Dooku. And yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was good. I thought the animation was, was very good as, as to be expected. I thought Kevin Kiner, the Kiner brothers, their score was fantastic. Genuinely thought that was incredible. And it yep. had some brilliant moments in it. Like you were saying, Leo, mate, with the Clone Wars, that elevated the prequels somehow, like good expanded content should do, if you ask me. <clears throat> that's what it's there for, is to elevate the big boys, the live action, and uh, that's what the Clone Wars did. And I think Tales of the Jedi in parts really elevates the story of those prequel characters. However, I did think some parts were a bit felony passion projects, but what did you think, Leo, mate? As as the animation guy, as the Clone Wars dude, what did you think of Tales of the Jedi? This must have I been your bag all, bag all in. I was. I was very much. I was very much in <laughs> from the get go. I did. Um, <laughs> I like you. I was really expecting more, like different stories. I think it's really nice that they focused on these two characters. Yeah, yeah. Ahsoka, obviously, it, it gave us a lot more. Um, I don't know, feloniness. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like seeing all of his little passions like thrown in there <laughs> and having, especially the Dooku stuff, that was really nice. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, I, I kind of wasn't expecting what it was, but I'm glad that it is what it was, if that makes sense. And like what, you said, the animation yeah, yeah. is gorgeous. What was Sorry, it? Kind of- what, what was it you were expecting? Uh, like Matt, I was expecting a lot more other stories, ones that we didn't really get highlighted either during the Clone Wars series or the prequel stuff. Just right. others. <laughs> right. In general. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And obviously, I, th- I think going into this, we saw some trailers of it and we saw Ahsoka stuff. We saw Dooku stuff. Um, and we get the three arcs. Okay. And these are all kind of, they're, sh- they're animated shorts, but I, they're, they're not like five minutes, which some people were thinking they would be. These are kind of just mm-hmm. short of your average animation episode in some cases. Right. So, um, I think that plays into it. Some of them are longer than others. And I think that's where they need to be a bit longer. And that is absolutely fine. Um, out of the two arcs, guys, let's let's dive into the two arcs. We've got the Ahsoka arc and we've got the Dooku arc. Um, I think <laughs> a lot a lot of people love these, and even just like Matty Boy. Obviously, we were at Comic Con like the other day. How many like Ahsokas were there? As, as like, so many, right? Yeah, she did. She's such a popular character, and I understand why she is such a popular character. But at every Comic Con, at every event, at every Star War, I'm always, I think, a little bit surprised at just how popular Ahsoka Tano is. And I think maybe Tales of the Jedi has added to that, but that's not without some criticism. For me, I I do prefer the Dooku arc. Like that, that kind of fall of a Jedi master to, you know, a, a, a full on Sith. I did not think we were going to get what we got by the last episode of the Dooku, <laughs> Dooku arc, like, uh, yeah, full on slayage, you know, slaying. Um, <laughs> out, out, Leo, out of the two arcs, which one did you prefer, mate? Oh, uh, it's. I do. I, I am one of those people that loves Ahsoka. I think that's from growing up with the character a lot. Right. But I am inclined to agree with you that seeing more Dooku was really nice, and having that whole mm. plot of seeing him completely turn was oh, it, juicy. <laughs> it was really juicy. Mm. Yes, absolutely, Matty boy. What would you recommend? It was Dooku loves a murder. Um, yeah, my my favorite arc was was the Dooku arc because. I felt like it added something to the myth- mythology, not to take away from the Ahsoka arc. I do not want to seem like that guy who's come on here to to completely bash that. No, because we've got some really beautiful moments with Ahsoka's arc in the final episode when she's at Padme's funeral and her conversations with Bail, fantastic. Um, and some of the bits from the first and second one are fine as well. But I think Dooku's story, it was a story that felt, it needed to be told. We, we've only seen him in episode two and very briefly in episode three. Yes. Yet we got him in the Clone Wars. But, you know, what about his relationship with Qui-Gon? What about the fallout from the Jedi? In this case, you know, Yaddle as well, which a, a lot of people really love Yaddle. Again, only in the first <laughs> film for a ma- matter of seconds. It felt like a story that we needed to hear, if that makes sense. Uh, not that we again, not that we didn't need to hear Ahsoka's, but this felt meaty. Like you said, Leo, mate, it felt juicy. It felt like you know the main course of this. And uh, but that being said, 
I did enjoy the Ahsoka story. And it's interesting for you to say that, obviously, because you grow up with the character of Ahsoka, mate. How much, you know, how, you know, how were the feels during some of this? And obviously the first episode of her arc, she's baby Ahsoka, and then she's learning how to fend off, you know, mm. the clones and how to uh, defend herself. And then at the end, uh, going her own way and fighting bird-faced Inquisitors. So how were the feels for you, mate? No, yeah, they they were high. I was going to say, I think the Ahsoka stuff was really more emotional, more mm-hmm. than anything, because I feel mm-hmm. like her story's been told really well. And it, mm-hmm. I mean, it's still being told as through the series that's coming up. But um, st- like, I don't know how deep you want me to go right now, but like <laughs> with the start of everything and it, <laughs> like with the um, the first episode and seeing like her, you know, her birth and her child, like really infancy and seeing as well like the law of the universe if, or the galaxy should i say robert that's a bit <laughs> mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. but just seeing how they um, galaxy dealt with stuff like faith and religion so it seemed and how they were tied to nature and all that kind of stuff S- seeing that was really interesting um and then obviously you know having the reveal of her being a jedi from quite a young age that was quite a a feat to pull off <laughs> coming back from that um that beast um but yeah i thought just the whole thing was very emotional and like you said earlier luke i think you said oh sorry no matt i can't remember now one <laughs> of <laughs> you mentioned padme's funeral <laughs> and i just melted because i remember texting luke <laughs> while i was watching it i fell apart <laughs> just seeing her there and the fact that she was there and uh yeah no just yeah. the whole thing was a roller coaster Yes, I totally agree. I totally agree. You know what? I, that's um, because it's been a few weeks since the release. Like that's what I've seen the most online is is a negative reaction to that first episode with Ahsoka, Life and Death, I think it's called. And mm. um, yeah, I, I can't even lie. That was one of my favorite episodes. You know, it's 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 short, but it still takes its time. It's not like rushing to a point. It's just letting you know this is Ahsoka's background. This is how she discovered her force abilities and very you hit the nail on the head leo like there's there's without a doubt um you know implications of or or implying of you know religion and faith in 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 their little village right and Mm. and clearly um a borrowing of of real world cultures you know in indian culture and and obviously india is a subcontinent there's 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 thousands of different cultures and lots of different languages and ways in just that one country Mm -hmm. right but it was obvious that that's what it was kind of inspired by and i liked that i liked that new take i liked that it is um you know it it mimics grogu in a few ways but it's it's just an a thing a given force thing is that yeah like Ooh. if you are strong with the force you almost oh you almost have like a connection to nature a furthered connection to nature more than you know your your, your normals your muggles do you know what i mean like it's mm. and I, I i thoroughly enjoyed it the first thing i wrote though the first thing i wrote for my notes in this episode and really applies to the whole series is how absolutely gorgeous the animation is and when you oh, look yeah. back when you look back at those, you know, that first season of Clone Wars, which at the time it was, it was kind of revolutionary. It did, it did change kids TV, you know, but when you compare it to that, it's, it is night and day, you know, th- this animation looks gorgeous. 
really really pretty but that's the start of the arc how 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 do you guys think it um like goes on you th- you, you think it as like a strong continuation maybe were you that sold on these matt on the Ahsoka not as sold not as mm. sold I, I think i can't who somebody in the discord um put up a really good point that that first episode had a very kind of ghibli studio ghibli vibe to it mm. And since mm. I've heard that, mm. I've kind of recontextualized and thought, do you know what it does? Because I've got in my notes that, yeah, there's these spiritual vibes throughout this whole uh, ep- episode. Um, uh, yeah, I, I thought, again, I, I liked the episodes. But I think when, for me, when I stacked them up against what we got from the Dooku episodes in terms of character development, building, lore, mythology, additions, I don't think they're as strong. But I think the fans of Ahsoka, like the big fans, and we know there's so many, are gonna eat all this up and no i I did i like this first episode you know ahsoka's taught to value and honor life and then her mum shoots a deer and it's you know but it's it's a nice um (laughs) it's a nice kind of through line so we can see who she becomes from baby to um becoming fulcrum almost in that last episode that the her second episode practice makes perfect it was only 10 minutes and is kind of perfect encapsulation of what a short really is you know it's pretty much uh, Anakin running Ahsoka through drills, how to protect herself against the clones. And he, he, he sees her doing the Jedi trials and it's like, this is naff. You know, you're not going to learn anything here. Let's put you through some real co- uh, combat through some real stakes, kind of with, with the Jesse Captain Rex and the boys. Um, and of course it then mm. play it then flashes forward to Clone Wars season seven. So we get some feels there. It's the, the final one. Again, I, I again I liked the bail stuff, the stuff in the village. I thought was okay. It was good. It did feel a bit like Obi Wan and Maul in Rebels with the kind of samurai attack fight. But it's hard to kind of talk about it without sounding negative because I'm really not. I just think what what we got in the other three episodes was for me a lot stronger. But mm. I did like where they took where they went with the episodes. Um, I, I you know I was happy with them, but happier with the other there were some really cool sweet moments and some lovely character building moments for a character which has been around now for what 15 years i'm so impressed that they're still able to build and flesh her out so much sorry to make you guys especially you leo mate feel that a bit older what it's been that long <laughs> it must have been 2007 i mean that must have been when it she was around 2008 maybe 14 years wow oh it, doesn't, it just doesn't feel that long <laughs> but i guess you're right <laughs> Sorry, guys. but um yeah no i i i liked the arcs but um what yeah what is it to you then mate leo about this ahsoka arc then like luke said do you think it was a good the three arcs do you think they had a nice connective story going through them i don't think they necessarily had a connective story going through i don't think that was the point of mm-hmm. what they were trying to do with these like it's only three episodes you guys isn't it yeah so i don't think that was the point they were trying to do with her three episodes i feel like they were just trying to flesh her character out more um like we said with the uh, life and death episode mm-hmm. but um especially with the practice makes perfect that was luke like you said that was perfectly encapsulative of, of what a short should be it um mm-hmm. it kind of drew from things that we already knew that we've already seen in the show that you know have kind of built upon and it it didn't um it didn't handhold you. It kind of let you connect the dots. And then when it opens that last scene with it, that door opens and you just see all the clones pointing their guns at Ahsoka and Rex. And you just think, ah, oh, okay. Yeah. That, that felt, it felt emotional. I yes. cried. I'm not going to lie. For real? Really? <laughs> I'm a very emotional person. Yeah. I know that. I know that. <laughs> you know, yeah, that's, that's why, that's that. why we love you. But like that yeah. is that, that, I mean, 
because that season, that season seven of Clone Wars is such a strong season, mm. um, has a low in the middle, but you know, that, that last bit, those last few episodes, I think are, they're, they're really difficult to criticize in places. And particularly with the Ahsoka stuff, it's, it's, it, you know, we get, we get some powerful animation, some powerful Star Wars storytelling, the way they kind of mix it all in with Order 66. I suppose Tales of the Jedi, always had you know big shoes to fill you know and mm. um because people and same with bad batch right like it, it's it's a big big deal star wars animation is a huge deal and that's that's exactly why we wanted you to come on leo is because sometimes i think matty boy and i we you know we we appreciate that we recognize it but you know mm-hmm. we don't necessarily live it do you know what I mean? Like we don't, because it, it's not necessarily us. You know, we we just we missed that that mm. animation hype. We've caught up with it, right? We caught up with you guys who were there yeah. like, the first time round, right? We're just Welcome. playing catch up. <laughs> now, what what did you what did you guys think? And this is this is to either of you, really, I suppose. But like, what did you think of um, opening with an Ahsoka episode, then going and doing the whole? dooku arc the three dooku episodes and then the last it's the last two episodes are the are the other ahsoka episodes what because i had to check on on the like little platform thing the disney thing we would get i had to double check me like is this right have i clicked on the right one like (laughs) yeah yeah, randomized yeah well the shuffle watch (laughs) yeah exactly Mm. what what did what did you think of that like do you think it worked Mm. it's chronological right Right, right. Okay. So that, in my mind, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. So, it, so yeah, I was of, thinking, yeah, you're right. It is, yeah. Yeah. So we kind of got like obviously Ahsoka's birth, and then we've got all of the Dooku stuff because obviously that happens before the Order sixty six and so on and so forth, and everything that happens after. So it, to me, it made sense. It felt weird. I know what you mean, but I think I, it, I, I, it, I, it did I, feel right. I didn't mind it, you know. I really didn't mind it. I was like, oh, you know what? This is all right. This, uh, and, but the only thing I will say is it's very un-Clone Wars-y because Clone mm. Wars skips all around the timeline, doesn't it? And they're like, right, let's do this arc, then this bit, and then this bit. And it's like it's dancing and bouncing all around the Star Wars timeline, which I suppose is a very, very Star Wars thing to do in the first place. But um, no, I, yep. I I enjoyed that. And I think the the life and death, that initial episode, kind of allows you to do that because it is such a blank canvas and they're just, mm. you know, doing the top left corner of Ahsoka's life and everything else. Well, we're going to, we, we find out about that. So (laughs) that's, that's very, very cool with the Ahsoka stuff. How, how much of this series do you think has been written with the Ahsoka live action show in mind? Do you think this is like giving us any background on that? May boy. Hmm. Um, I, I don't think so necessarily no unless because we know by the time ahsoka starts bail organa is space dust so that their relationship in the end there me is uh that's not going to be furthered i think it's going to be more continuation i think as we all know of star wars rebels we might get again if, if rex is going to be in there we, we we assume captain rex is going to be in ahsoka and he'll be like what 90 years old by then as we <laughs> like to joke about but um i don't think so no i think like you said lukey boy i think i think they're just painting that top left um puzzle piece of ahsoka's story now how it could play into the the, the uh, series is if dave filoni does the unthinkable for dave filoni and you know has ahsoka end her story at the end of the <laughs> series 
So then we see that the 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 birth, and then the next thing you know is you know the culmination of her journey. So it could play into it, kind of. Oh, is he not happy? He doesn't like that, does he? Leo's face just sank when you went. (laughs) 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 The The drop, the The pit that I felt. (laughs) Well. I mean, that's that's how I think it like symbolically could play in like life and death, but I don't know if it's gonna play too mm. much part in it, other than getting people hyped up for that series even more so than we already are. I mean, I've got I've grown to really like the character of Ahsoka. Um I'm sure we'll mention how that's come and gone shortly, but it really took that live action version to make me think I'd get the hype now. And then like you said, Lukey Boy, mm. um hitting up Comic Cons um, across London and the UK and seeing how much love there mm-hmm. is for what is essentially an animated character in Star Wars. Now, branching out to live action is, it's it's hard not to be swept up in that. But uh, what about you, Lukey Boy, though? Do you think these three episodes are going to play into that season? Series? I, I, yeah, I, I think they might, mate. I think they might because mm. this, this was mm. all being developed at the same time. And... Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I, I really, really wouldn't be surprised if there's just a few little hints here and there that give Ahsoka as a character almost ammunition to do something, to complete a task, to do this. And we can look back at Tales of the Jedi and go, hey, that's why they, they did this and that. And mm-hmm. that's how she completed that. You know, and I, I think, especially with Tales of the Jedi, mate, I think this only highlights that Stoll's animation really does play a big role in canon, right? And, and I know recently we had um some some canon debate some canon talk even on our uh, panel mcm but yeah for me mate it, it it's it definitely feels like the gap between animation and you know gap 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 books then comics is is widening and widening and widening like animation is given more and more clout um, because they, you know, in live action, they don't contradict animation. They, you know, they just don't do that. And I think at, uh, well, do they? I don't think they I'm do. just trying to think. I'm sure there's something I here see. and there, but I mean, B. Filoni probably can contradict himself. He's pretty good at that, but, um, Oh, yeah, they, they, they probably Ooh, like things. Here I don't know, there, mate. mate but... I don't know. I, I there's a lot. Of, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think Again, it's I think it's, a, it's, a, it's a fun debate to have because at the end of the day, we're yeah. getting. We've got filthy Star Wars, whether it's on paper, in cut, in animation, in live action. Either way, we're all winners here. But um, I see you're, you're not wrong, though, mate. Animation really has a is a like a is a pillar now in the, mm. the wider canon. Mm. I, I think I remember um, listening to it. Might not have been the panel because they didn't flip and stream any of the decent panels at mm. Star Wars Celebration this year, which we've obviously moaned about at, at length. <laughs> But um, we have, you know, they. I, 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 I think I've, I've I've heard it elsewhere. But Dave was talking about the Ahsoka arc at Star Wars Celebration because I'm pretty sure they've showed images or at least clips of Tales of the Jedi at Celebration in so. LA earlier mm. this year. And he was saying about like how Ahsoka managed to get back to to the village after taming, you know, the the the, the, the creature. And it's the. Um, it's something to do with, like a belief in the force. I, yeah, I, I, you know, I probably shouldn't have brought it up because I obviously can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks anyway. But, but, but for me, it, I, I, I think what he was getting the, the gist of it, the principle of what he was saying was that she has just a, 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 a remarkable trust in the 
force, um, which is quite unusual for for someone her age and really just in, in, in general, it's quite unusual. You know, you don't get many like that. She's a special, special force-sensitive Jedi. And I think that kind of just goes hand in hand with the rest of the story, the rest of the Ahsoka arc here, because throughout it, she's just trusting in the force. She just has this connection to a, a, a faith, right? She has lost her faith in, in an order, but not necessarily in, in, in like a being, you know, in, in the force itself, you know, something that binds the galaxy and connects all together. She has like a profound knowledge on that. And I think that's why that first episode is so important and why it plays out for the rest of the show. And we really just see how much of a goodie she is essentially, yeah. especially with saving that absolute Egypt of a lad in the last episode. Oh, oh my word. And then we get the Man. inquisitor. Is it an inquisitor? Look, he's definitely an inquisitor he hasn't got a name yet mm. or a number he's a cool looking <laughs> inquisitor isn't he mm. he's a cool looking guy yeah but that's shame that, around yeah, yeah well yeah that's it I, I almost thought the same <laughs> thing i was like oh is that that's a shame isn't it he's only turned mm. up for like five minutes <laughs> you've that absolutely decimated thing yeah 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 what would what, what do you guys think of that like last episode resolve resolve what do you yeah, think Leo, Leo, mate? Would, yeah uh, it's not it's not my favorite episode i'm not gonna lie it mm-hmm. it felt it felt not weird is that a weird way to put it i don't know i just didn't <laughs> like it as much it was still good don't get me wrong but it i think it took away from the ahsoka novel which i don't know if you guys have read mm-hmm. or listened to i feel like it completely changed that like we were saying a second ago with the whole um animation trumps books and everything else and they tried to make that more canon it didn't tie in with the book at all so i'm assuming this is just the route that we're going with now which is fine but i just from having a past experience with a story similar to this if it's not the same story but i think it is it just felt lackluster (laughs) basically but um it did it it drives the story forward it pushes her to be fulcrum at the end doesn't it really so Mm -hmm. i I get where they're coming from they wrapped it up really quickly but yeah, I don't know. It was an okay episode for me. <laughs> Canon connoisseur, yeah. Matty Hudson. What what have you got to say? About <laughs> all, oh, well, to be like, I, I agree with um, pretty much what Leo said there, and uh, on the other hand, what you said as well, mainly on our podcast. In that, you know, they are. It is the the, the novel is telling the same story because we know it's Filoni's. It, he, as we all know, he outlined that story, gave it to E.K. Johnston before we even knew this was ever going to happen, Tales of the Jedi. Mm. So until then, that was her story. Now Dave has given a very similar story, but has taken a few fairly vital parts out. But if you break it down, the bare bones of that story are the same. As much, like, as, much as I want everything to be consistent, when it, when it, I will concede, when it comes to somebody like Ahsoka, I think it is just, you know, let Dave do that. And I don't mean that in a... You know, oh no, you know, Dave can't do anything else. I mean, like, let this is Dave's baby. Clearly, let Dave tell this story from baby to whatever the end's going to be. And that isn't to put down what anybody else has done. I just think Dave has such a, a hold on this character that, um, you know, I'm if he wants to tell that story, go for it. I understand the frustration. Now, I think for those who have read the book or any of them and have kind of got that connection with it, whether it's they've spent money on it or they just enjoyed it. It's always going to feel that bit more 
that's always going to sting that one percent more to think ah you know i really i had a connection with that but it all counts like we said like even lukey said you know it all counts from a certain point of view and mm. as much as i love canon i i've always said like 98 percent of canon will always remain untouched now there's mm. you know, there, this there's books and comics they'll never even retcon or anything because they're just out there in the world but that one was a fairly big one but um you know again if you for me if you squint you can you can make out the bare bones of the story but yeah the the, yeah. the ending wasn't my favorite episode mm-hmm. um but i thought it was solid i thought the inquisitor looked great uh, i thought mm. the visuals again with, with with the village on fire like the fire itself looked outstanding and the music kevin kiner i think he was set in the village on fire with his music he was on <laughs> form with this but um what was what was your in terms of the ahsoka arc then lads what was your favorite one of the three i think i could probably guess but um lukey boy what was your favorite of the ahsoka episodes right it, um this might come across in just the discussion that we've had i i, I did i did enjoy all of them but you're right i do think this the, <laughs> the, 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 the last ahsoka episode the sixth episode is the weakest not just of the Ahsoka arc of Tales of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. And that's why I do think it's a oh, well. shame and maybe why I take a little bit of umbrage with the, the, the chronological order or the release order, whatever you want to call it, is because it feels like maybe it ends on kind of just uh, an un- emotionally unsatisfying note. There's just something about it like, all oh, right, okay, yeah. So, uh, so an inquisitor turns up, kills him. That's it. Right. So okay. yeah, village yeah. burned so, down. It's fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you, you're just kind of like, right, okay, that's interesting. The strongest episode for me is the first one of the Ahsoka lot. You know, I, I, I so, just, yeah. I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed that. I think that episode knew it, it, it set out to do something and it did it. And I really enjoyed it start to finish. Like I said, it's a short and yet it took its time didn't rush episode six that rushed that rushed mm. through yeah. kind of a point a story and um yeah you know it's 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 still good it's still good you, you see padme's funeral you see mon mothma you know in the same week yeah. we're seeing mothma on andor we're seeing her in tales of the jedi right i mean that's kind of cool right come on that's kind of cool and it's so cool, obviously ele- she's just she oozes elegance as a character you know and the way she she fights her combat style her dialogue everything about it is it just oozes a, a sophistication so that's going to be my one matty boy um i'm i'm not i'm not convinced i know like which one is your favorite i'm not sure what would um, you say in in hindsight have again now we've had this time to sit on the series Mm -hmm. and the arcs Mm -hmm. as a whole and kind of take them for what they are if you'd asked me upon first viewing i probably would have said part two because anakin's there rex you know jesse and the gang and the 501st how cool is this you know mullet mullet obi-wan's there but do you know what after everything I've said, I think in this arc, I think the strongest episode is the first one because it's a story that we haven't seen yet. We we know Ahsoka trains with Anakin, of course, as her Padawan and his Padawan, sorry, and trains with the clones. We know in from, from her story before that she was an outcast named Ashler and um, she had a, a kind of communication with Bay. We knew that. But then the first one, 
we, whether or not it was entirely necessary per se, it doesn't matter. You know, we saw her birth. We saw her uh, immediately yeah. um, recognize that she is something special. We see her tame the beast. And like you say, the way she rides back into town, it, when you look at it as her story as a whole now, it's a really beautiful way to start her story off. So when we do, like we say, get that ending, which will come one day, you know, it's going to be a really poignant, um, satisfying, emotionally satisfying arc. But yeah, after all that, you know, with hindsight, I think part one in terms of Ahsoka is my favorite episode. Um, what about you though, Leo, mate? Yeah, no, I, I agree with everything you guys have said. I think, um, from the get-go i would have agreed with matt as well saying seeing anakin and ahsoka again and that dynamic was really fun but i agree with you guys um life and death that is that is the one (laughs) it's um it's so interesting seeing a uh perspective where you don't see any of these jedi characters from that early on not even anakin you see him as a kid but you don't see him that early Mm. so it's a really nice fresh um, perspective which i think is always just so nice to see but it was told so 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 well you know <laughs> so yeah hands down that's the one that's a good answer man i mean the the, the, the more i think mm. about it i do i do i do think the fifth episode you know with anakin and obi-wan it's easy to look at that i i i, I do think it's beautiful i do think beautiful is the right word that effectively anakin's training or anakin's literally his thought his practice saved ahsoka in the end by his relentless training and it was relentless yeah you are seeing a bit of vader you are seeing a bit of like that impatience and that no mate Mm -hmm. you're doing it again you're like it's just brutal you're like hang on you you know you you need to calm down a little bit mate and when you compare the way anakin is training ahsoka then to luke training grogu briefly in 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 book of boba fett is a little bit different and you're seeing that luke is maybe just a little bit more of a rounded guy than anakin and there's reason for that but you know you're just seeing yeah luke's luke's clearly been raised by a family right versus (laughs) anakin who is raised for (laughs) a few years by a single mother and then taken by you know a jedi council (laughs) No, yeah. we're going to free you dogmatic from arrogant council slave what should we call well okay what shall i call you master all oh, right master. <laughs> do this that do TikTok. that do as i say yeah that's <laughs> it yeah, that's it? it you know poor bloke poor lad poor lad um the dooku classic stuff, prequels the, classic yeah, prequels classic, classic mm. prequels i love the prequels man the dooku stuff um Guys, guys, the Dooku arc opens up with the fishing droid that is in the Mandalorian. So you know the one that goes around with like the the basket yeah. and it's oh, like ca- it's like catching shrimps, shrimp, <laughs> or at least it looks Guess like. It. I was like, I, I was like, I'm in, I'm in from 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 that moment. I'm like, yep. Yeah. That's it. I'm I'm here for it. But wow, this 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 episode just opens <laughs> up in like a sinister sort of manner, doesn't it? You know, Dooku. I, did he just? Did he put? Is it Dooku? Does he put his lightsaber on on a on a on the table? Does he do that? Oh yeah, like, he's not messing about. Yeah, he's he's letting him know. Here's my sword. Bang. 
And he's like, right, let's get to, let's get to business. And you're like, oh my days, this guy is, he doesn't have much patience. Um, Matty Boy, episode two, Justice. Episode three, Choices. Episode four, The Sith Lord. Um, what are you a thinking? Sith Lord? A Sith Lord? What are you um, thinking, mate? Justice, I mean, I, I did enjoy these episodes. Again, I think they got even better as they went along. It seems to be that the internet is universally agreed that episode four was <laughs> ridiculously good. Um, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. Like episode two, Justice, I thought that was really good. I thought it gave off some classic horror film vibes, which is fitting because of Christopher Lee was, of course, in all the old Hammer horror films. Um, and it, it was a, we got to see Dooku now, he, how he butted up against the council's ideals how he wasn't necessarily wrong in what he was saying as well it's maybe the way he went about it wasn't necessarily correct like in this episode when he wants to free the uh, senator's son and when the when the senator's son realizes you know all the harm that his family have done he's like actually you know i'm with the kidnappers here i think we should be yeah. doing more and dooku what does he do it when he when after the saber fight he force chokes a senator takes out the troopers and he's like corruption like this has to be eradicated and um we see the seeds in his mind qui-gon sees hold on this this is my master's a bit it's a bit of a fruit loop at times but it's little quotes here and there throughout three episodes like dooku says at the end i wonder if any meaningful change will come of this that's not necessarily a bad thing he that the son wanted his people to be treated better dooku was like okay we've hit this now Let's see what the Republic's going to do. What are the planet going to do? In choices in episode three, he, he and Mace Windu, Dooku is the guy who kind of bends the rules in the in a way that gets the job done. Mace Windu would never bend the rules. Putting them together, I think, was excellent, and yes. it was a test in the end. You know, whoever followed the rules got the seat on the Jedi Council. Another kind of stab in the back of Dooku and his relationship with the Jedi, and then of course. Um, episode four the sith lord when we now see this this one i thought was sensational and not just because we got to see what happened to yaddle but the the way the story goes from joe castanu the librarian saying you know your padawan qui-gon said he fought a sith lord to um to oh dooku's in front of the tree at the temple qui-gon did fight a sith lord and you know yeah. he died because of it and then going to that Sith lair on Coruscant, finding Palpatine and tying in so beautifully with what we see in episode two. And then of course the culmination with a really sweet lightsaber fight, a really good lightsaber fight, some great um, imagery in that as well of the light in the dark, Ian McDermott back as Palpatine. Come on. But just as, yeah, the story of Dooku, how he Come went on. from where he did to where he ended up. And really he, he wasn't an, he necessarily an evil dude. I will say that obviously, obviously some of the things he did like at the end, like murdering Yaddle in cold blood isn't good, but what he wanted just wasn't, was the same as the Jedi in a way, but he was going about it. And I think in a more traditional sense, but uh, yeah, I thought, I thought, I thought that was, I thought it was great. I think we needed to find out more about Count Dooku. And I think we got some great stuff, lads. Well, this is, this is the thing that I always drum on about is that like, you know, and, and we've done plenty of deep dives on Dooku. We've done deep dives on, on, on the Jedi and the prequels. You know, the Jedi weren't the good guys they were meant to be. That doesn't make them the bad guys, but they were definitely not near perfect. They, you know, they were political soldiers. They were generals, war 
generals. These are meant to be the keepers of peace. And you have a general Kenobi. It, it, it's, it's a contradiction, isn't it? And it completely goes against their, their, their faith that what their faith is based around it is really, really, really daft, but they can't see that. The irony being is that Dooku can, Dooku can see through the lies of the Jedi. And the, 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 the problem <laughs> is, the problem is, Qui-Gon and Dooku are very well suited, aren't they? That they, they and, and obviously Dooku has rubbed off on Qui-Gon, right? But D- Qui-Gon sees the faults, you know, and by the way, Qui-Gon died not being on the council. He 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 yeah. was a Jedi Master, but he wasn't on the council. That's because he didn't he didn't want to be, you know. He he felt, well, you know, this isn't quite right at the moment. But Qui-Gon doesn't go, well, forget you guys, I'm out. He doesn't do that. He still realizes, hey, well, the Jedi aren't perfect, but they're still the guardians of good. Dooku goes, you're not perfect. I'm leaving. I'm out. I'm going to fight against you, right? He, he, he kind of starts believing in this. There's no better word for it, but like apostasy, right? He is going yeah. against the core belief of the Jedi and he's doing his own thing. And it's not always like, but during all of this, you, you see where he's coming from. And, and, yes. and the facts that we're getting this, and, and, and even what we've just discussed, what you said, Matty boy, what Leo, you're about to say, these complexities in this little story that is three shorts. We're getting all of this information. All of these discussion points goes to show, I think, how remarkably strong this arc is it is brilliant it's lovely it's it's saddening in places mm-hmm. you know because uh, you you look at duke and you're like, man this is a good this is like you said matt he's a good guy he's a good guy but he ends up doing horrible things it's a bit like what vader happened with anakin yeah. right? anakin's a good guy he just i don't know I don't know this this scene, this scene, this arc. It oh, it, it it's <laughs> tremendous. <laughs> it is tremendous, and he's got a blue lightsaber. Sick, here for it. And he sounds a bit like Alan Alan Rickman. <laughs> so there's that Can't as well. There's that, that as well. It's a. Uh, it's it's an interesting voice and it took me a while to get into it i mean i've i've listened i've heard young christopher lee many times and again if you squint your ears you can kind of hear it but um, <laughs> yeah what about what about you leo mate because uh, we've we've sat there we've both kind of said like this this was great in in half an hour we've got like a feature film's worth of filth here but uh what about you are you just as up on this or are you a bit more you're not so sure no no i loved this i i loved this arc uh, completely i think it was just so well it was just so well told it flowed really nicely you can tell that obviously there's a lot of time well not a lot of time but time has passed between each event but you can see how it's altered his character and like we've said about like him going against the jedi and seeing the faults in it Great point. and ultimately leaving to you know join the sith which is mm-hmm. very nice to actually see and how mm-hmm. that all played out um because obviously he was there for the um all of the events of episode one, the Phantom Menace, but you just never actually saw him. And then he just shows up in the clone, um, attack of the clones. And it's just like, okay, <laughs> hi. Yeah, true, <laughs> so yeah. it's really nice yeah. to have this like background on who he is as a character. And like you said about how he rubbed off on Qui-Gon and how they're two like sides of the same coin. 
the, you know, they, they have the same ideals, but they go about it completely differently. Mm-hmm. That's really nice to see. Um, as well as pairing up with Mace Windu, like you said, that was really nice. That contrast as well. I think a lot of this with Dooku has been contrasts, <laughs> which has been really good. Um, yeah. And obviously yeah. seeing Yaddle, that was <laughs> a fun thing that I never thought would be addressed ever. <laughs> Just from having having her in a throwaway scene in the first um, in the first episode, and then having her completely come back yeah. to have this argument yeah. with Dooku about <laughs> what's right and wrong. Yeah. I, yeah, great, so good. And then it explains the whole disappearance that. Yeah, messy. Dang. <laughs> yeah, but Feloni yeah, really loves. So good. Uh, yeah, Filoni I heard that. Loves... I heard. I heard that as well, mate. But I heard a yeah. so good. So good. <laughs> oh, here he comes! Here he comes! Um, so Filoni loves. I'll go. Oh, oh sorry, I cut <laughs> you off. <laughs> How dare you! I'm so you. sorry. I got excited. Yeah. Um, Filoni <laughs> loves politics. <laughs> it's fine. He loves politics, and I like seeing the politics in mm. you know this grand scheme of things. It's so messy. It's great. Yeah. It makes for good drama. <laughs> yeah, well, there's a back and forth um, in Justice in the second episode where um, I think someone's saying to him, like, you serve the Senate to the Jedi, and Dooku's like, no, we serve yeah. the people of the Republic. And guess, guess what? He's right, you know. Mm-hmm. And it, it, that's how you te- that's how you give us a good villain in it. You know, you're giving us a villain who actually, you know, his his original principles they're bang on the money. And not only are they bang on the money, you kind of relate to them. You kind of go, yeah, this guy gets it. Um, I think the issue is, and 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 this is the problem in it, and it makes this clear in that episode is that he almost wants to fix everything himself and he doesn't he doesn't have like patience he wants everything to be fixed there and then right he doesn't have that that faith in the force right and because that it leads to hate and um yeah what what happens in the other few episodes you're just seeing this guy gradually get older as well bit by bit but he still looks drastically different in clone wars hey he still looks mm. like completely different with the, I mean, even just stylistically, his face looks <laughs> like longer. There's more beard. You, you can tell they've like toned it down a little bit. The, the animation style of Dooku, but maybe the, maybe that's conscious, conscious decision. Um, but oh my dad and seeing it. Oh, I love that it like, um, tied in with Phantom Menace at one point. They're like, Oh yeah. Qui-Gon's just come back from Tatooine. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, oh, this is happening while Phantom Menace is going on. This is like, li- how cool was that? How cool is that? I wasn't Very expecting cool. that. Were you, Matty Boy? No, they got that spot on, like you say. Um, and it, it, I didn't find it hard to follow. Like Leo said, you know, the way you, you could tell that time had passed, but I didn't think like, hold on, what's going on? Why is he talking about Qui-Gon, you know, being, uh, having passed away when just now he was saying that, um, the Jedi, sorry, the, yeah, the Jedi have lost their imagination. You could tell that there was a passing of time, and yeah, so we got to see the Phantom Menace uh, represented perfectly. Qui Gon's fort of Sith Lord on Tatooine, and of course the aftermath of the second battle when Darth Maul kills Qui Gon, and we also but we also get to see like just Dooku is accepted back at the temple. By this point, mm. he's still. You know, he's still, he's one of the lost 20, as George would call them, as they're called, one of the Jedi who left the, the order, but he's still allowed back and he's at that tree and 
we get to kind of see a more father-son relationship with Qui-Gon because he's talking about, you know, I used to bring Qui-Gon here when he was, you know, little basically. And you kind of get to see that kind of emotion from that side as well. And like you said, Lukey boy, this isn't, I don't mean to bang the drum and say, you know, Dooku was a good guy all along, but because he did bad things, but Mm. as a villain, like being pushed down the wrong path, this show totally changes my outlook on that villain. Because in, in, in Attack of mm-hmm. the Clones, like you said, Leo, mate, he just turns up. He's, he's a bit one-dimensional and then off of his head in three. Clone Wars just made him out again still True. to be kind of evil. This actually shows us his... This is what I meant up top when I said it felt a little bit more necessary or needed because it really changed my outlook on um, Dooku. In that episode you mentioned Choices when he's teams up with Mace, um when the whole point is that you know a jedi master's being killed and they got to find out what's happened turns out that the senators or the, you know these guys they killed the jedi because they wanted to make a they wanted to basically put themselves front and center and and bribe their way to get their voices heard dooku knows that they're lying mace doesn't believe it dooku knows they're lying but of course like you said mate the way he goes about it isn't necessarily he kind of he fight first think second he goes yeah. straight out with the saber He's right though. It's a thing. He, he what he, he's correct in um, identifying what's happened here, but it's the way it's the way he does it. And and Mace Windu standing there saying things like the council's not guided by politics or ego. That that room is the most egotistical room with, when they're all sitting in their chairs. Do you know? It's it's one of those things where, in hindsight, I've said it before about Andor because we know where this what happens to all of these prequel era Jedi, they can twist the knife a little bit. So when Mace says things like that, we can think, Oh, you draw, you're not, you're not guided by politics or ego. Like you said, Luke and Leo, that is what they've become. They've lost their way entirely. And Dooku can sense that. And he doesn't want to, you know, succeed away from them and fight them, but he sees that as the only logical path. And this arc for me really shows that. And then of course the downfall at the end, when he is, uh, manipulated seduced by sidious and oh. he you know he knows in that moment in the hangar mm. that if he doesn't fight yaddle sidious mm. is going to kill them both anyway so he takes out yaddle and he's got so many cool lines like when he says i'm afraid and she says i know and he says i'm i can't believe it's like but i'm afraid of what you know what's to come or something and you're like mm. oh man and he's like i'll give you peace and just you know calm oh, up days. like a kebab it's it was it was like heavy stuff, like you said, like it was pretty heavy stuff for animation. And again, the voice acting in that was excellent. I think what they did with Dooku was nothing short of fabulous. And I'm going to give Filoni and Sororis and the gang all the credit in the world for really taking this character and for me changing my outlook on him from just a bit of a naff character to oh damn, you know I get this guy now. I get him. Ian Ian McDermott, mate. Ian McDermott yeah. returned Come to on. play Palpatine and voice Palpatine as well, which I don't think Come we've on. had in. Uh, I don't think we've had in the old. We had it in Rebels, role. didn't we? In the was final episode of Rebels, Ian? he came back for that. That was Ian. Oh, okay, yeah, came all back right. For that. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough, mate. Um, another little. There's a few little details in this arc that I just want to bring out before wrapping up. But like, um, just going on the yeah, that's right. So Qui Gon obviously encounters Darth Maul. Joe Castor features Joe Castor noon. She's like, she immediately yeah. implies that Qui-Gon's it's all Qui-Gon's imagination. Like it's in his head. And it's like, <laughs> Oh my word. She was always like a handful. Well, Joe <laughs> and you're like, Oh, shut up. Love. Like, you know, nap. it's just so, 
it's so typical, isn't it? It's so typical. It's the embodiment of the frustration. And even um, Dooku in the in the prior episode, Choices, the third episode, he says to Mace Windu, he's like, your desire for rules is sometimes inspiring and sometimes maddening. And that's like a summarization of the yeah. Jedi at that time is that they're they're sometimes up here and they're sometimes down here. And maybe they should be somewhere a bit more in between, right? They need to just mm-hmm. like level it out a bit, have a bit of humility and really just detach themselves from essentially politics and war. And yeah, they're getting dragged into this. How good though? How good were all, and I mean all of the lightsaber duels in this mm. series, Incl- including the Ahsoka one, but I think maybe especially the Dooku arc, I just thought, and and they kind of captured that classic Dooku fighting style, that one hand sort of crip walking style that he does. You know, I don't know what he does, <laughs> pimp walk or whatever it is. It's like he's got a cane all the time, and he's just, you know what I mean. But it's like, yeah, mm. it's 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 really, 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 really impressive. But yeah, the Jedi lapdogs of the Senate, mate. And they end up protecting the rich and the powerful, and that's not what they're meant to do. And when we when we look back at the previous episode, no, we serve the people of the Republic, and they don't. They don't. Yeah. And wow, wow, this this arc, but this it's series, nothing. oh my days, I love it. There's not a lot wrong with it, mate. I think no, there this isn't. arc, I hope, much wrong with it. I hope this jumps proves as a jumping off point now for. I've, I've seen people say like tales of the sith or tales of the jedi set in another era or keep it prequel and now it, i think the i think the uh consensus is that a lot of people most people if not everybody thought this was at least good if not very good and excellent so i think they're going to be buoyed to make more and i do think actually that tales of the jedi for everything i said up top about could we have done different characters i do think this all was almost kind of them dipping their toe in the water we know from visions that there was a um a lust for short stories but was there one for you know these canon stories and i think so yeah if you get the right characters in those people are gonna people are gonna flock to this so uh i think it was a good jumping off point um lads tales of the jedi then favorite episode overall and what was the best moment out of all six episodes leo you're the guest i'm putting you on the spot what was your favorite episode and you know out of all of them what was that one moment we thought this is this is incredible it is that last dooku episode it's the sith lord i think um i think the entire episode's great but just having that last interaction between uh dooku and yaddle essentially his little inner conflict um the actual conflict too but the inner conflict that he was facing (laughs) i think that was really nicely summed up and again in such a short space of time that brilliant (laughs) yeah Yeah. just hands down look boy i'm uh, yeah, I'm going to say it's it's the Dooku arc. I think it's hard to argue about the Sith Lord episodes. That that it's just it's just the conclusion to everything. It wraps it all up. And like you said, Matty boy, you you made a really good point. It does feel like a film. It's like we've just watched an hour's worth of content, hour plus probably worth of content, yeah. and yet it was condensed. It was concise. It didn't feel rushed. Maybe at times it felt a bit rushed, but like it 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 was just so well done it was so 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 well done um but my favorite moment mate 
was probably, it's a really simple one, but it is while Dooku's at, at, at that tree. And that's something that I noticed from the trailer. But he's just sitting there. And I, I feel like that's the turning point. And Mayboy's doing that thing with his finger where he's like, yes, my boy. Uh, yeah, I, I feel like the tree bit where he's sitting there and he's kind of like just there thinking, meditating on his lonesome. I feel like that's where he's like, yeah. I know, you know, that's his Ben Solo to Kylo Ren moment. That's his, yeah. I know what I have to do, but I don't know if I'm strong enough to do it. Like, whatever he says. You know I'm awful with lines. But, like, yeah, that's the moment for me, mate. That's the moment for me. And to get that from animation is very powerful. Matty Boy, let me yeah. throw it to you, man. What are you saying? Exactly what you said, mate. I think that the Sith Lord was, I think it was the best episode because of that culmination. Plus, like, you get, like, three little stories in one. Um, uh, yeah, and the moment at the tree was my favourite for the reasons you said nice. that was that was the moment wasn't it where he's kind of thinking you know looking back at how it was and it's almost like and even says i think to city it's like none of this needed to happen and i think that's when he realized that none of it this could have all been avoided but here we are and i've got this other direction that's open to me now where maybe we can bring peace and justice to their new empire but yeah just that tree just about like, the <laughs> acting the the ambiance of it the the knowledge of what's going to happen next mm-hmm. in terms of the mm-hmm. story but then also getting that boss fight afterwards but yeah the tree moment was well, it was emotional it was powerful but it was a very 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 good moment and yeah animation i think has given us some of the best moments in all of star wars uh, if we did a top 20, I think for me, a few of them would definitely be from animation. Um, mm-hmm. It's a, again, it's a powerful ally in Lucasfilm's armor. So yeah, same as you boys, episode four. And I'm going like Lukey boy with the tree. Right. Tales of the Jedi season two. Is it plausible? And would you have it? Yes or no? Quick, quick, quick fire. Leo, what are you saying, mate? Do you think it's feasible? Yes. Do you think? Yeah. Oh, yes and yes. Yes. Both. Yes. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Give me more. <laughs> he loves it, doesn't he? He loves it. <laughs> my boy, my boy, what are you saying, yeah. mate? It's very feasible and I think it's very plausible, yes. So what I about you, big to, boy? I didn't mean to put my hand up again. We have this thing Please on our shop there, where like, there. And I'm just like going up and down. Yeah, uh, yeah <laughs> y- yes and yes. I'm, I'm, uh, for me, this feels like uh, a pilot. You know, this is mm, like yeah. testing the waters a little bit. Let's give them this. Um, I would love to see it in a different era as well. I think you could do tell, like like this one, you know, set during two different times. You uh, know, give us Luke with Ben Solo. Give us give us God, that, you, you know, make. give us give us the fall of Ben Solo, right? Get, you know, um, could you give imagine? us little Ray. Give us little Ray. Give us future you stories. Give us, so not, give us KOTOR. Give us High Republic. Oh, right? Why not? Oh. Why not? And and I think this is this could be very big. I'd love to see, obviously Disney are very secret with their numbers. I'd love to see the numbers for this, especially as they've released it alongside Andor, because I do Good think point. although Andor's not been the biggest live action show from from the Star Wars catalog or the Disney Plus catalog, actually, I do think it's slow burner. I do think it's getting more popular as time goes on Andor, but. You know, at times I was like, I, I, I think a few people didn't even realize Tales of the Jedi was out. And that's a shame. Mm. But the, the hardcores were there and they were very loud. And that was lovely yes. to see. So Star Wars animation forever, mate. Forever. Yep. And I think that oh, the week this was released, I think Tales of the Jedi got a little bit more traction than Andor. 
and I this has come from someone who loves Andor, but Tales of the Jedi, mate, it's got that built-in fan base already. It's got those Ahsoka stands. It's got these newfound um, all your Dooku boys. It's all the Leos. <laughs> I'm always here. There we are. <laughs> Big boy Leo's there. The Dooku boys of a Z and the Dooku girls of a Z. They all came out now for their boy count. Uh, yeah, I think I think Tales of the Jedi had and also i'm not going to get into Andor, but that hasn't that's not a show that's built on moments tales of the jedi had lots of moments in it to get people talking and i think it's very successful in in what it did i think again i'm not going to sway i think it was it got better as it went along but i think it was a very successful venture um leo as a, as a clone wars boy you must have been very happy to see the start and the culmination of these stories and we're glad that you came on tonight mate to talk about it no thank you for having me it's always a pleasure you're an absolute legend, mate, uh, and you, I'm sure you'll be back to talk some more Star Wars animation in the future, and hopefully some Tales of the Jedi Season 2, and maybe Ooh. some Bad Batch Season 2. <gasps> I uh, would love to. Yeah. <laughs> he loves it. <laughs> I love it. Thank you, you know mate. Me. Thank you, mate. This <laughs> is the way. May the Force be with you. Hi, this is Araida Cordova, author of Crash of Fate and The High Republic Convergence, and you're listening to Star Wars Sessions, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. Tales of the Jedi. Yes, thank you so much to Leo Burrito for coming on to talk about TOTJ. And as we said, Lukey Boy, and as you mentioned, Leo was there from the beginning, so we wanted his interpretation and perspective on a show which means a lot more to so many people who were there at the beginning yeah absolutely mate absolutely it's good it's good to get that generation on even though it's just like a few years and a few months below me like it's it's clear there's a slight rift it's when i talk to people and i'm like oh yeah you're a similar age to me and i'm like oh yeah do you remember seeing like attack of the clones in the cinema they're like no didn't see any of the prequels in cinema <laughs> first film i saw in cinema was force awakens i'm like oh man what, <laughs> what? Oh, man. <laughs> yeah but it's 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 great mate it's always always good fun uh yeah yeah awesome chat awesome chat what a lovely day. Thank you again, matey booze. And I had such a good time talking to Leo, mate, that fancy a, a cheeky bevy, my friend. And we've pulled up the Essex Falcon outside of our favourite dusty drinking hole. It's been a while. I wonder if they'll recognise us. We're here outside the Bantina. The only question that remains, matey booze, is <gasps> shall we? Yes, do it, sir. Can I offer you a libation? To celebrate the closing of our shared narrative. Can I persuade you to join us for a drink? Anthony, give me the spiciest drink you've got. Pour me another Park Kellen sling. Where are you going, Master? For a drink? Yes, we are back. It still smells as bad in here as it did the other day. I thought it smelled bad on the outside. I was just like, my brother says it smells like Pomfar in here. I know that's a Star the Star Trek thing, ain't it? But somebody out there is looking now, nodding, going, "Yes, I imagine it probably does." <laughs> um, good shout, <laughs> good shout, uh, Sir Cabbage. Um, the Bantina, then, if you're new to the show, <laughs> old, we sit down with you lot, the greatest listeners in the galaxy. We have a couple of Kef beers, and we get your thoughts on our main discussion. So this week, we asked for your thoughts on Tales of the Jedi, and we got a lot through. 
Yeah, we got tons, guys. We got tons. Um, here's a few comments from Instagram. Fovo first, Captain Phasma said, loved every second. Just too short. I've heard, I've seen that a few times. Some people are like, look, like where, you know, this is like an hour or whatever's, uh, is it just over an hour's worth of content in total? It's probably if about that, around 40 minutes maybe overall. Oh, is it more? It's more? It's I think 40? so. That seems a lot, mate. I, don't I know think if it's so. an hour and 40. I know it does, but when a couple of them are kind of nearing 20 minutes, so there's your hour, and then you've got a 17 and a 10, and before you know oh, it, you're at your hour and 25, 30, so it's about oh, at right. least 90 minutes, I think. All oh, right, okay, fair play. Well, we look, uh, yeah, too short, too short. We love it. Um, Luke Summerfield, more. Just that's it. <laughs> and I'm here for it. I'm here for it. That Ky- that Kylo energy. You, me, and Star Wars replied to that and seconded. He wants more. Give me, give me more. Give me more. Give me more. Uh, Kingdom of Weird says excellent stuff. Only gripe is the short runtime. Now we need episodes mm. of how Django was decided as the clone template, how Han and Chewie lost the Falcon, and how Palpatine somehow returned. Very good. Roper666 said, loved it, just needed 12 episodes of possibly one or two more characters. And there are some comments from The Gram. Uh, we got a voice message in as well, didn't we, mate? And this one is from a friend we've met at Comic-Con. Uh, it's Emma Jenkins. Let's hear it. <laughs> Tales of the Jedi. I loved it, but I wanted more episodes. Um, it was awesome to see Dooku's backstory and learn more about what made him turn from Jedi to Sith. Um, it was interesting to see that it was him that deleted the uh, records of Kamino from the system. Um, we also got more evidence that Mace Windu is a bit of a jerk, if I'm honest. Um, and I know that other people don't want more Ahsoka content, but... That episode of her back with Anakin and Captain Rex just made me so happy. And seeing the 501st boys again as well. Um, any content with the clones, just I'm here for it. Um, so some shorts of the 501st would be great. Love it. Love it. Um, the love for the clones always gets a mention. You know, it's a soft spot for so many people. We didn't. Yeah. We we didn't even mention the Camino thing, did we? Like, oh, no, that's huge as well. It's a massive I, canon moment, yeah. or that plays into the prequel so much. But there's a lot in this. There's a lot in this show that we could have just. Like I said, we could spend like probably quite a few main shows just diving into this. That's how rich this show is particularly the dooku arc particularly the dooku arc um yeah fantastic uh i believe we have and thanks for sending that in emma your legend um now we've got another voice message in i couldn't resist this one mate boy i could not resist this one it is from he's followed us and i think maybe he's even listened to us for a little while but he commented on this and i was like look mate come on get get it in we're getting a message a voice message in from none other than matt Hudson, that's right. Not our Matt Hudson, a Come different on. one. <laughs> a different one. Matty Boy, let's hear it, mate. Let's hear what the other Matty Boy's got to say. Hi, guys. Uh, in the words of our boy, Master Yoda, uh, there is another. It's uh, Matt Hudson here. And uh, thank you for inviting me to comment on the debut series of Tales of the Jedi. Uh, I thought the show was an excellent example of fantastic storytelling and even with the short running time of each episode we were able to see some some really beautiful and poignant moments of key character development 
and perhaps uh, we saw moments that we had all wondered previously how these moments would have turned out. Uh, so uh, Dooku uh, learning of Qui-Gon's death and Ahsoka attending Padme's funeral were, for me, both triumphant emotional moments. Uh, this also captures for me the idea that Star Wars is being about family, uh, just like George Lucas had always said, and how Dave Filoni uh, so effortlessly maintains. Uh, yeah, so I think it was great. Let's see a second season. Um, I hope all is well, and may the Gregs and the Force be with you. Bye. Well, that's how you know he listens, that he's like, may the Gregs be with you. <laughs> I heard my name and it just didn't it it hit differently when he said it's Matt Adsa but I am as well yeah. <laughs> just, I've never met another me I was going to ask if you met another you like never no you've never no. I've never no, I've never met another me either but my, my I, Hudson's not like a mad common surname is it so maybe you're related um, well, it's kind it's of common it's common enough like, in parts of the world yeah yeah England <laughs> yeah, yeah clearly <laughs> clearly yeah, yeah. No. My, my name's not crazy crazy common like it's not quite as common but it, what I mean is it's not like you're Matt Smith do you know what I mean yeah no no <laughs> you yeah. know there's quite a few of those no, uh, no, no Matty Hudson you, is not a name I come across often no no like Camino mate you know it's not a planet you come across it's not a planet you hear of um, <laughs> I love that voice message mate family yes you know I'm a sucker for all of that when Star Wars gets family you know oh mate I'm here for it uh, Matty boy what else do people sound on the internet uh, jumping over uh, to some of the other socials we've got a few mixed ones on the others actually which was interesting Lego Beach Trooper said I love Dooku's arc felt like the Ahsoka retcon was completely unnecessary uh, would love episodes on Ray with you there feel like there's a lot more to ex- to explore that could be done through mm. this medium Jack Copestake I thought Anakin's descent into darkness was gut-wrenching but Dooku I was an emotional wreck um, Honky Tonk mm-hmm. Duck what a name said the the Dooku episodes were great the Ahsoka episodes also were, were there um, Stu Backer, mm. he said. We, our boy Stu Backer said, loved it more, please. Um, Gordon Brown, our boy. These short stories are magnificent and really add to the Star Wars story as a whole. Keep them coming. So there were a few more there that were positive, but maybe small so one way. I think overall, though, mate, the positivity for this series has been has been there. But we do have another voice message. From the King of Malta, the King of Austria, the King of Star Wars locations, the King of Beards, King Beards <laughs> the King of everything, Eve Evangel, who brings up what could be seen as a counterpoint to some other people. Let's have a little listen, mate. Yeah, about Tales of the Jedi. Um, I wanted to say something. Obviously, I loved it. Dooku episodes, very, very important, very powerful. Ahsoka episodes, I mean, I had goosebumps and tears and all but I mean at the end of the day feels like Filoni is going down the dark path anything um, Yoda teaches or or the teachings of the prequels where they tell Anakin he has to let go and accept his fate and not look back Um, what Filoni is doing with Ahsoka is basically what Anakin did with Padme Um, is it the right decision just because he's so attached to the character or does it serve the story 
That's the question here. Because I sense a danger of oversaturation at this point. I mean, the fans growing up with it will probably be super happy to see it, but is it really, does it serve the story? We talk so much about the virtues of a Jedi, and then we we kind of bring her back all the time, bring her back somehow, Soka returned. It, it, it robs her of the opportunity to die a meaningful death and to just show stuff that we don't need to see. I mean, Tales of the Jedi showed how perfectly and nicely you can fill the gaps that adds to the story at some point we reach uh, you know like how did you get this lightsaber or something something that really doesn't serve the story so I think you should have let go of the character and follow the example of the teachings of the Jedi a long time ago like in Rebels she needs to die a meaningful death that means something and not just like always be there and always be involved and always have her yeah, probably unpopular opinion, but yeah. Eve loves it. Um, Evie boy, it may be an unpopular opinion to some, but um, a bit like Dooku, I've you know I've kind of said similar things to that along the way in the oh certainly in the in the uh, journey of the sessions. I like the Ahsoka character, I really do. And I've said that Rosario's portrayal of her in Mando really sort made me see her in a new light. But then I kind of find myself fighting against that because I've said so many times, Rebels was the moment in that fight with Vader, the emotional gut punch and, you know, tragedy, but necessary tragedy for her to have died in that duel would have been superb. You know, nobody gets through to Anakin nobody everybody gets cut down until luke skywalker comes along and that is the only thing the only thing and, and you know ahsoka doesn't change you know she doesn't get through to anakin we know that from rebels that doesn't change that but i think having that moment i think it would have been a like like eve said a kind of deserved meaningful impactful way to go out now um obviously with feloni he's very into the character and oversaturation is a word I'm seeing a lot, even from people who I wouldn't necessarily expect to hear say that. Some of our uh, peers um, online and on YouTube, the good ones anyway, have kind of are worried a little bit about that. And I get it as well. I do. I've said I'm worried about Filoni's inability to necessarily go outside the box a bit. Even in the book of Boba Fett, we saw Ahsoka. When you think about it, there was no reason. There was no reason at all for that cameo. But um, and it was a cameo. Um, but that said i think it's an interesting discussion point i you know if anyone out there's listening to that and thinks no i totally disagree we'd love to hear from them wouldn't we mate yeah absolutely mate absolutely there's a lot to unpack there man and i think maybe it it, it, it warrants a larger discussion you know at some point and even for me i think i need to digest it i'm not sure if i i completely agree with it i think that sort of um i don't know that sort of final judgment anyway should be reserved for after the Ahsoka show. But mm-hmm. I'm going to think about it. I'm going to think about it because I do think it's a solid point. And it's great that, you know, Eve is using some Star Wars stuff to, to, to like, you know, to reason with us. So, yeah, I love it, mate. I always love, I always love Eve's opinions. I'm pretty sure he's in Hoth. He's in Norway at the moment. Is it in the yeah, sense of Hoth? Yeah. And he's in London, I think, later this week, uh, mate. Actually, by the time this comes out, I think he is, he is in London. So, uh, yeah, welcome welcome home, mate. When are you going to move here? 
come on, we we know you love the vegan options at Greg's. <laughs> so there we go. No, but thank you to everyone who sent in uh, a lot of varying opinions in this week's Bantina. Yeah, what he said, we've got so many comments and voice messages we couldn't get through to all of them. If we could, it would have been a great show of all time. Sadly, we'll have to do with the second greatest show of all time. But we do appreciate you sending them in. We'll do everything we can to get your voice featured on an upcoming edition of The Bantina. For extra content, go to patreon.com forward slash Star Wars Sessions. You know it's going to be so good best podcast best podcast best podcast that's right it's the yeah. spicy spot of the but about bantina <laughs> i got that mixed up uh it's patron question section it's been a while uh quite quite a patron question section um bobby lawson He's got a question for us. And it's another voice message. Let's hear it, mate. Hi, Matt and Luke. Hi, Sessioners. My question submitted after watching uh, episode nine of Andor. And it's this. Are we at risk of portraying the Galactic Empire as too evil? Of course, the Empire's always been based on real-world fascists since the very first film. But the films have always been light-hearted. The Empire's been portrayed as slightly inept and After all, it was run by a space wizard. With Andor taking a much more serious and mature look at events taking place throughout the galaxy, are we at risk of mirroring too closely real-world evils perpetrated by historical fascists? I'm interested in your thoughts. Personally, I love the more serious tone of Andor, but I'm also relieved that that is not the usual tone that Star Wars takes. Thanks as ever for the spicy podcast, and may the Force be with you. Always. What a cheeky question there from old Bobby in the Northeast. Uh, mate, boy, what are you saying about that, mate? I mean, he's coming out. He's coming out with the big guns. Empire. What are you thinking? Yeah. Are the Empire being, Empire being portrayed as too evil? I don't think they can do. I mean, we've people have grown up since 77 knowing that the empire are the bad guys and they did this mm-hmm. and they did that and we heard stories of what they did i think now that we're finally getting to see it in live action of course it hits that bit differently because it feels because you know it's you can see it obviously it ain't real but you can see it whereas when it's on a comic book or even animation some of maybe some of that impact could potentially be taken away because of the medium but um i don't so i don't think they're at risk of being portrayed as being too evil Oh, you know, I'm really digging the way they're showing the Empire now because they're not the bumbling idiots that they are in the films. You know, there is a threat here. Now, how that will, in hindsight, how that will play in when we see them in the films as a bit daft. Let's see how that rubs up against each other. But um, in terms of, you know, is there a danger that it becomes uh, too much like, you know, our our world? Of course there is. Yeah, there's always going to be that danger. And um, everyone who listens to the show knows that we don't want that. Looks like you guys don't want that. Of course, Star Wars has always been an allegory for something. That's what, you know, George built it off Vietnam and everything from there. It's not new, but um, there is that escapism that we do need with with Star Wars. Do I mind them kind of aping a bit on what's going on? No, as long as it isn't, you know, o- you know overtly obvious and too so unsubtle that you're like, you know, I don't care what you're saying, you, you know, it's stupid. I mean, Bobby Iger had to release a statement after Rogue One saying that 
you know, this there's no there is no political angle to this. There's no political messages because it came out a month or so after Donald Trump was elected in the states. There was people saying Rogue One is a somehow is a counterpoint to that when it wasn't. But you know, I think there absolutely is a stark resemblance to the moral and existential crisis that we face as a democracy. You know, as a pe- people, um, Cassian is someone that, if pushed, we could all become if we're under such a dictatorship and this totalitarianism, get the word out, uh, state. That's what the show is saying, that anybody can become, be pushed this way if if the oppression becomes so much. I mean, obviously, it's an exaggerated view of that, but I, I, so I think the show is, is straddling a fine line. I know a few people said before that it was actually a dig at what's happening now and they have to and Tony Gilroy said no it's not it's, it's, it's in the galaxy far far away so that's true I don't think the Empire are too evil and I don't think they've yet crossed that line would I want them to no I don't I want them to have that separation but I do think you know they. I think that how they're doing it for me the balance is right but how about you though mate how are you going to see this one oh I don't think this is a Empire question to be honest, Bobby, I don't think your thought is to do with Jim, but I think your thought is more to do with Andor as a show. You know, Andor is a grounded, gritty spy thriller. It is realistic. You know, it's not a space western. It is not even really a fantasy. So, you know, Star Wars mm-hmm. very much depends on your own truth. And truths maybe depend on a certain point of view and the way we look mm-hmm. at them. And, you know, for me, Andor is an artistic expression of a galaxy yeah. far, far away. It is a fresh look, right? All, all new Star Wars projects say that they are based on Star Wars by George Lucas, right? That's probably yeah. a contractual thing anyway, but like they're all based on Star Wars from George Lucas. Um, and really, the, the, this to me is, again, it's just a, another lens that we're looking at a galaxy far far away through it just so happens to be maybe aimed at uh, a mature audience and by that i don't even necessarily mean an age range right yes uh, and or is definitely for you know a uh, like a tailored niche audience well niche is maybe the wrong word but like it's definitely for a tailored audience Mm -hmm. and in so in in so do in in doing so you have a tailored empire right and so you're seeing more of a gritty empire as a result of watching a more gritty tv show um Mm -hmm. in short no i don't think so I don't think so right now. I don't think Andor is near that. And if, if anything, you know, we've said Andor is making the Empire very scary. They're making them intimidating. I enjoy that. I like that. However, I do agree that the main focus of Star Wars, which Andor is not, the main focus of Star Wars should be a bit more fantasy. It should be a fairy tale to a certain degree, right? It's its own genre. But that's how wonderful this IP, this franchise mm-hmm. is, is that, it, 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 you know, we can have in the same year Book of Boba Fett and Andor. Do you know what I mean? We can have a finale of Kenobi, <laughs> you know, saying hello there to a little Luke Skywalker, Qui-Gon turning up of a force goes, making me cry, pulling on those heartstrings, you know, give me, the, give, me, give me that fan service. Beautiful, gorgeous. And then we've got Andor going into, you know, what an adult club a brothel 
<laughs> searching for a sister. Yeah, that's the universe we've got, guys. That's the team we support. It's a very diverse, diverse team. And I think we're just the winners. We're, we're, we're the one with the privilege that get to watch this stuff. And as long as they do stay true to it, you know, I think they're, they're, they're like you said, I think, like there's, there's a line you can't cross. And I don't think they've crossed it. You know, I, and I think that you can no. flirt with these themes. I think that's an expression I've used. You can flirt with these adult themes, more mature themes, but, you know, it ain't Game of Thrones. It's not House of the Dragon, and Star Wars should never, ever be that. And I think right now Andor is dealing with that very well, very well. So that's what I think, mate. But it's, it's, it's good to have a little bit of... Not not worry, but like, um, what, how how would you say it? Not worry, but like, bit of risk. Yeah, bit of risk, bit of risk. But no, appreciate it, Bobby, mate. Appreciate it. Yeah, good shout, Bobby, mate. And like you said, Lukey boy, it comes down to a certain point of view, perspective. You can, if you want to look at this show in what from a from a certain angle, that's entirely your prerogative. If you do, if you want to look at it from another, that's up to you. But. You know, I go by what the showrunner of the show, Tony Gilroy, said and what he said about the tone I'm going to stick with. So, uh, Bobby, mate, thank you so much for that. Everybody out there listening, what do you guys think? Are the Empire being portrayed as too evil? And does Andor run the risk of being too real world comparatively in the galaxy? So, uh, Bobby, mate, thank you so much. And uh, we do have another voice message, another voice message question. This one's come from Alex Jessup, so you know it's going to be just as deep, thoughtful and incisive. Here's the proof, guys. Hello, Matt and Luke, and of course, all the other fine sessions sickheads. Hope you're all doing well. My Patreon question this month is... To the uh, pair of you, and of course anyone else, would you share a trough with a Happable? It's just that, really. Can't wait to hear your answer. Keep it spicy. See you soon. Luke, would you share yep. a trough with a Happable? Um, if, if I had to, this is the thing out of The Force Awakens, right? Yeah. Yeah, that big yeah, I love yeah. that. I love that. That is like one of my favourite creatures from Star Wars. Full stop. <laughs> um, if I had to, a bit like a bit like Finn, you know, like if if I was like dying of dehydration or something, maybe. <laughs> I, if if you just like poured a little bit of Mountain Dew in there or something or Guinness, then I'd be Ooh. all over it, mate. As, you, as your brother knows, as your brother knows, I love a Guinness. So. If I had to, but not out of choice. I want to see more Happabore, though. Now, now I've been reminded, I want to see more Happer in my life. What about you, mate, boy? <laughs> Do you want to see more Happabore in your life? And would you share a drink? Sh- share a drink with one? Would you lick a, hap- would you lick a Happabore's <laughs> tongue? <laughs> for the minute, I'll do most things for a burger. Um, <laughs> Happabore could never become a bore. Um... I think, funny enough, mate, I think I'm with you on that. I wouldn't look at that and think, do you know what? I fancy sharing your water. But if I've, if I've been walking through the Jakku Desert for hours or days, I think, do you know what? <laughs> I don't care. Just give me that water. I don't care if the Happabore's dribbled in it. I'm having it. Give it to me. Um, what do you think is coming, mate, first? Do you think we'll see a Happabore or do you think we'll see a Happabore steak? Ha- oh. 
That's a good question. Probably, <laughs> probably happable meat. I could see it happening in like Jedi Fallen Order, the second one, whatever or Jedi something. Survivor, Ooh, yeah. yeah, something like that. Ooh, yeah. yeah, I mean, there's a lot of meat on it. Sorry, Eve, vegans, vegetarians. I'm sorry, but yeah, yeah like, sorry to all the vegans I, out there. I'm sorry, yeah, but um, yeah, maybe. I mean, they look so cute, man. They look so ugly, cute. You know, I want to see. I want to see yeah. another one. I want to see another one. Thanks for reminding us of that joy, Jessup. You naughty boy. You love it. That's what Jessup's good for. Jessup brings you- joy wherever he goes. He should be called Joysup. Maybe, hey, maybe Alex Joysup. He loves love a bit it. of joy. Could, could could Jessup? Do you think Jessup would end up fighting a Happabore? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah Hands I down. Think he would. I think he would. I think he'd try he- and ride it. I want to ride it. I want to ride the Happabore. Someone give someone get me right. I'm gonna Photoshop. I'm gonna do a bad Photoshop of Alex Jessup riding a Happabore. I've said it. I'm doing it. All right. We no may context. need a picture of you Jessup like straddling a chair so we can like you know do it. But you know anyone can send us some source material. That'd be great because I think we got we're onto a winner here. He'd, he'd look at that water and just be like, yeah, I'm, I'm the sheriff of this town now, and that would be it. There'd be no conversation. It'd just be throwing down and be interested to see your wins. You know, if we could do a poll. I think our, the, our percentage of listeners who know Jessup may be quite small, but we'd love to know, you know, who's going to win, Jessup or the Happy Ball? Let us know before next week and your prize will be, well, we'll say thanks on the show. <laughs> who's going to win, Jessup or the Happy Ball? Um, but that is going to be our Patreon questions for this week. Uh, yeah, we'd love to hear your your answers on uh, Bobby Lawson's. And also, yeah, would you guys share uh, a Happy Ball's trough? oddest question we've had in a while but i'm here for it that session's all over thank you guys for sending those in we'll have a couple more for you next week from our weird and wonderful patreon question section but that is going to be it then for this week's stint in the bantina bartender sorry about the mess but we're going to be back again same time again next week here in the bantina It's the Star Wars Sessions Game! 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 Yes, we're back. We haven't said it officially for weeks. We said it an awful lot at uh, MCM Comic Con for no reason whatsoever. Each week we like to end on a Star Wars themed game, like we're parenting in the 90s, some might say. Uh, For those uh, listening in audio, that was a video joke. Luke will explain that shortly. But each week we alternate hosting responsibilities for the game. This week it's my week. Luke, firstly, do you know what we're playing? Secondly, book. Uh, I want to know what we're playing. And the book is a book next to me called Parenting in the 90s. I have no idea why it's on my desk, but it is. <laughs> so, no, I, mean, I guess I, thought, I don't know. I thought I would, uh, thought I would show, you, show it on the old webcam because why not, eh? What are we playing, Matt? What are we doing? Yeah, put, playing, it okay. put it this way. Put it this way. Put it this way, mate. Uh, I like wood. Uh, we're playing Who Said it's basically i'm just going to give you some quotes from different mediums in star wars ones which you'll know, uh, know of though um not like a mobile game and i just want you to tell me who said it basically it's a nice and easy reintroduction to the game oh. for you mate so i've got a couple oh. here how confident are you with your star wars quotes 
Um, moderately. Moderately confident. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right. uh, moder- moderately to not. not. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'm well, bad, let's I'm this bad thing at off. these. Yeah, let's do it. It depends yeah, how harsh goodness. you are on me. Okay, all right. Let's no, do it. Come I, on. I, I would never. Right, DJ, hit that music. The first one's an easy one, mate. You'll get this one in a heartbeat. The first quote is, I can't. It's too big. <laughs> Who said what? that? I can't. It's I can't. Too big. It's too big. <laughs> Bonus point if you get the film as well, or the uh, I don't place know. it's from. I, I don't. I really. It's from a film. It's from a Star Wars film. I can't. Yep. It's too big. Are you winding me up? <laughs> no, it's in the film. Is it original trilogy? It's got to be original yes. trilogy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You because like, you would not write that line today. I don't know. I I, I can't. It's too big. Ah, oh, um, is it Leia on Jabba's barge? <laughs> um, <laughs> it's because he's trying to strang- uh, strangle him. No, I listen, mate. I feel like this is a minefield that I'm not willing to to, to, to cross. <laughs> Do you want to know the answer? <laughs> I love that you go, yeah, you're going to get this. <laughs> I thought you'd get it. I thought you'd get it. Okay, the answer is, is Luke Skywalker in The Empire Strikes Back when he's talking about lifting the X-Wing out of the swamp. Of course it Again, is. Again, it's too big. Of course it is. Yeah. Of course it is. Jabba's sail barge. <laughs> <laughs> A valiant effort, though. Good start. <laughs> oh, I can't. Return this to is form. Stupid. Okay. This is so stupid. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where you were going with this, but okay, these ones will be oh. a little bit easier. The next right. one, mate, is, uh, and I actually do think you'll get this one. Here we go. I'm a Jedi. I can be better than this. <laughs> uh, I'm a Jedi. I can be... Oh, Anakin. Yep. Uh, do you know what, where it's from? What's it, what's it, what is it? I'm a Jedi, I'm better than this, or something, yeah? It's I'm a climbs, Jedi, right? I can be better than this. Yes, bang on, two points yeah. there for you, right away. Big Cheers, bish bash bruv. bosh. Here we go, part three. Again, this is from <laughs> All Medium, I'll give you a little hint now when it comes to it. The quote is, it's from a streaming series from this year, I'll say that. The quote is, some things you can't forget, but you can fight to make them better. Uh, yeah. Is that um, that's from Kenobi? Yes, one point. And it's the is it Va- Varma Indira Varma's character? I'm going to give you the what? point because it is. It's Tala. That's it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'm surprised I remembered that, mate. Surprised yeah, I remembered so am I. that. Mm, you get the first one, but all right. Okay. Oh, Here it's we your go. Fault. Number four. Oh, you'll get this one. <laughs> Oh. I'm sorry, I always <laughs> jinx him. Okay, number four. Quote is, For that boy, there is nothing that I would not do. And it's from an animated series. For that boy, there's nothing that I would not do. Yep. Um. Oh, that's a hard one. Is it from Rebels? Yes, yeah. it's from Can- Rebels. One point. It's from Rebels, yeah. Kanan. Is it Kanan to Ezra? No. Is it... Is it? Yeah, no, Kanan from Ezra. Uh, Kanan about Ezra, maybe. You go, Kanan. 
I don't think it is. I think it's like uh, I think it's left field, like more. But yeah, go on, Kanan. Lock in Kanan because we'll be here all day. He's locked it in. It's not Kanan. It's Hondo Onaka. Oh yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I met Hondo. Wing, he? I met Hondo in Florida. It was yes, well hot. Did and we sat through a Jim Cummings panel, didn't we? At MCM last year. Oh, we did. Yeah, yeah. good memories. Good memory. He was good lovely guy. as well, wasn't he? Yeah, he was a lovely bloke. Mark yeah. Hamill vibes. Um, yes. Okay. So yes. Good shout. You got one point there. Number five. This quote is. Oh, hey, get your lasers off my lunch. Hey, get your lasers off my lunch. Uh, hey, get your lasers off my lunch. Is it live action? Um, we we've had him on the show, or them. Oh no! This is this. It's not live this action. Is, this is this is not this ain't this ain't it. This is not it. We've had him on the show. Hey, get your laser. Yeah, I know. Get- it's grease, greasy money. Greasy money, baby. And where, yeah. where is he from? Jedi Fallen Order. Come on. There we go. Just for that extra point. Greasy money, baby. Yeah, um, greasy money. Two now more now then. you said it. Yeah, I'm like, oh, no, that sounds familiar. You can hear Go it. on, mate. Uh, I think you'll get this. <laughs> oh, no, sorry, I shouldn't say that. Um, quote is, <clears throat> Bones. I don't like Bones. Poe, Rise of Skywalker. Next. <laughs> Bish, bash, bosh. Loved a bit of nosh. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay, next one is... I'm shooting my way out of here. I'm shooting my way out of here. Oh, mate, that could be in any of them. I, I yeah. get Han Solo vibes from that. Han Solo, um, I'm shooting my way out of here. Bang, 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 bang. Yeah, Han Solo, Empire. Why not? Go and lock it in? Yeah, sure. I'm not 100% sure Cara at Cara Dune in The Mandalorian. Right. That's a bit left field, mate. Jeez. Shooting her way out of there, apparently. And the last yeah. one, mate, because you got that Poe Dameron one so easily, is... Right. Here we go. Final one now. <clears throat> at the crossroad, only he can choose. At the crossroad, only he can choose. Is that a... Yes. Is that from Tales of the Jedi? No, but it's from a related animated series. Right. Clone Wars. Clone yeah. Wars, Clone Wars, and it's Yoda talking about Anakin. You will lock it in. Yeah, go on. It is the Clone Wars. It's yeah. not Yoda though. It's the father from the Mortis arc. Ah, oh, right, that bearded yeah. fella. Yeah, I know the bearded fella. Wish a bit of a com Gandalf. Bit of a, bit of a tr- Gandalf. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he is, yes. Well, let, well done, let mate. Me, whilst you're doing your Gandalf, let me get your scores. One, two, you had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. You had eight questions. So that's out of 16. You got two, four, five, six, seven, eight. Ten out of 16, mate. That's not bad at all. Not bad at all. I'll have that all day long. All day long. And yeah, I've see. got a few more ones in there because I was like, oh, yeah, got the right film, got the right series. But So basically, you know, perfect score. Basically, when you think about it, <laughs> A plus, A plus. As mate, you would say, if you squint your ears, if, <laughs> as you would say, squint your ears, and it's about right. <laughs> there we go. 
There we go. Here we go. That was this week's game. And Lukey Boy should be very proud of getting most of those and disappointed he didn't get some of them, which I was sore he was going to get. But I think that marks a triumphant return to episode 180 of Star Wars Sessions. We're back, baby. But the fun doesn't end there. No one's ever really gone. Where can the world find us, Master Blywalker? They can find us at StarWarsSessions.co.uk. Search for us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, just anywhere. Just search Star Wars Sessions. We will be there. Drop us a voice note. As you know from this episode, we love a voice note. Uh, or a message to our email, hello there, at StarWarsSessions.co.uk. Yeah, if you want to support the show for free and easily, you can do so by leaving us a five-star rating or review on your podcast provider of choice, including Spotify. Five stars helps the show grow. It introduces new listeners, and it's another way to hear from more of you each and every week. Yes, and please tell all your Star Wars friends about us. Tell your mum, tell your dad, tell your mates, tell your cat, tell your Ewok, tell your nearest. (laughs) Do you know what? I was just looking at the notes there, and as I said that, I was looking at old Bobby Lawson's uh, question. I was going to go, tell your nearest fascist. (laughs) Which, don't do that. Uh, Don't do it. Yeah, tell whoever. Tell whoever you want. Yeah, the more the merrier the castle spicier. We are a (laughs) family-friendly podcast, so... Just, uh, yes, we are. We are. We try to be. <laughs> Tell your nearest whiny Luke Skywalker that this is the podcast you are looking for. So until next time, from me, see ya, and from Luke. And may the force be with you always. Luke! Luke! Ah, yeah. Lobber Rawson. <laughs> pin pin. <laughs> Essex-based podcast heroes... Anakin Skywalker, meet Obi-Wan Kenobi. What?!